Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get started on the third and final episode of our limited series, The Glee Curse, we wanted to give a brief advisory to our listeners. This episode covers the life of Mark Sailing. Part of the discussion in today's episode will touch upon some truly upsetting facts and criminal behavior, namely child pornography, that we believe are necessary to provide a truly comprehensive story about Mark Sailing's life, but may also offend some members of our audience. Our coverage of this issue is in no way meant to excuse his behavior or in any way soften his public image, but we thought these unpleasant facts were essential to painting a complete picture of his life. Well, we made a promise. We swore we'd always remember. No retreat, baby, no surrender. On September 30th, 2017, Mark Sailing, who starred as Noah Puck Puckerman and became one of the breakout stars of Fox's Glee, pled guilty to child pornography charges that could have landed him in prison for up to 20 years. It was a jaw-droppingly swift fall from grace for the actor, who had skyrocketed to fame during the six-year run of the massive Fox hit that landed Sailing and his co-stars on magazine covers, red carpets, and talk shows, and made them fixtures on the Billboard charts. Sailing was right in the middle of all of it, and sort of got to have his cake and eat it too. While fellow co-star Cory Monteith shouldered the heavy lifting of being the sensitive heartthrob on the show, carefully transitioning from cool jock to dorky singer, Sailing got to break up the treacle with moments of comic relief and essentially served as the cool bad boy member of the team without ever having to fully soften his image. And Sailing excelled in the role, quickly becoming a fan favorite with legions of adoring fans swooning over his faux hawk and dreamy good looks. But he wasn't without substance, Already 27 years old when he landed the role of Puck, Salen attended the Los Angeles College of Music in Pasadena, California, and began studying guitar, giving lessons to aspiring musicians to earn some extra money as he pursued a career in acting. But even during the peak of the show, Salen's true passion remained singing, writing, and producing music under his stage name Jericho, and it seemed at least possible that his newfound fame from Glee could be parlayed into the building of a music career he really wanted. He also enjoyed the trappings of success, too. He was raking in earnings from the show that reportedly reached around 60000 per episode during its height and dating beautiful women, including co-star Naya Rivera and Playboy model DJ Roxanne Dawn. But it all came crashing down beginning in 2013, when an ex-girlfriend accused Sailing of sexual battery for having unprotected sex without her consent. He countersued for defamation and eventually settled the suit for $2.7 million, but the damage to his reputation was just getting started. On December 29, 2015, Salem was arrested on suspicion of possessing thousands of photos and videos depicting child pornography. A search warrant eventually revealed more than 50,000 images downloaded during a nine-month period on his computer. Facing the overwhelming evidence and decades behind bars, Salem pleaded guilty in September 2017 and was set to be sentenced in March 2018 it would never happen. And his attorney has just confirmed that actor Mark Salling has been found dead. Sky 2 was over the scene a short time ago. You can see this is where Salling's body was discovered near a riverbed in Sunland 
happened right around 8.50 this morning. TMZ is reporting that Sowling may have taken his own life. I'm Derek Kaufman. I'm Jason Beckerman. And this is the last episode of The Glee Curse, Mark Sowling. According to the autopsy report, the 35-year-old sailing died at 10.17 a.m. on January 30th, 2018 from asphyxia due to hanging. There was a small cut on the right part of his forehead, but no other trauma was identified on the body. He was wearing black pants, a long-sleeved black shirt, and a pair of brown slippers. The tox report did show sailing had a blood alcohol level of .095 at the time of his death, which is just above the legal driving limit in California, even though his BAC was in the range uh, that would have impaired his judgment or slowed his reaction times, he was far from blackout drunk. The cause and manner of death are not particularly mysterious in the case of Mark Sailing, as may have been the case with many others we focused on, like Bob Saget, for example, who died in a hotel room under somewhat odd circumstances. Instead, the fascinating part of Sailing's death are the circumstances surrounding the young actor at the time of his death that could have contributed to his state of mind and possibly provide clues about his motivation for taking his life. After Sailing's successful run on Glee, it seemed as though his life had taken a very, very dark turn for the worst. For a couple reasons. First, in 2013, Sailing was sued by an ex-girlfriend named Roxanne Gorzela, who claimed that she began dating the Glee actor in 2010 and consented to have sex with him in March 2011 on the condition that he wear a condom. Gorzela claims Sailing ignored her request and proceeded to have unprotected sex with her, which she insists she protested at the beginning until finally relenting. According to her lawsuit, she then demanded to know whether he had proof that he didn't have any STDs, which she claims prompted Sailing to grab and push her to the ground. Gorzela also filed a police report making these allegations. For his part, Sailing's publicist denied the allegations, calling it a, quote, textbook case of a disgruntled girl looking to cash in on a TV star's success. But the thing is, Sailing ended up settling the lawsuit for more than $2.7 million, which Gorzela agreed to collect from his insurance company, but which let these allegations sink into the public's mind as something that had enough substance for him to shell out this kind of money. He did. I remember at the time when these stories started to emerge, we had no idea where this was going to go, obviously. And at this point, it was just, we've seen a million of these. This was at the height of the Me Too movement. So there's a lot of talk about whether he was going to be canceled as a result. But they settled it uh, outside of the public sphere. We ended up finding how much it was for. But at the same time, there was no real judgments made about whether he could come back from this. Again, it was Me Too, so it was a difficult time to come back from something like this. But there was plenty of Mark Saling's career left to be had, notwithstanding these initial allegations. For sure. And to be fair, look, a settlement, no one admits wrongdoing. That's the key part of a settlement is I want to make this lawsuit go away without having it come to conclusion, but I'm not admitting the wrong and famous acts. And people, denied them. And famous people will pay these things off even when they absolutely don't believe they've done anything wrong simply because they want their career to move on and they can't do it under the cloud of these kinds of allegations. Yes. Nevertheless, it can be difficult to move on from that cloud. And in Mark Salen's case, we'll see why the cloud got even darker. Yeah. Even with the episode with Gorzella seemingly behind Behind him, Salling's legal troubles were just beginning when an anonymous ex-girlfriend alleged that he possessed a massive trove of child pornography, prompting LAPD's Internet Crimes Against Children task force to raid his home in Shadow Hills. Salling was held on $20,000 bail and eventually indicted on two counts of receiving and possessing child pornography, including at least one photo and video of a prepubescent minor and a minor who had not attained 12 years of age. The charge carried a mandatory minimum of five years and up to 20 years in prison. Now the seriousness of these crimes against him are starting to mount. 
it's only going to get worse. It only gets worse from here. I mean, child pornography is one of those offenses that I don't think we have seen. Jason, can you recall anyone in your mind who's recovered a career after allegations as damning as child pornography? There are a few musicians who have gone down, Gary Glitter uh, among them. Pete Townsend. Pete Townsend is an interesting case. Maybe he sort of survived them and still plays, but, you know, Jared Fogle, the world is sort of littered with child pornography really being the end point of a career. Fogle, actually, he propositioned girls for sex and brought them in a little bit different uh, but no, to your point I, I this seems to be a line in the sand as, as forgiving as we as a society can be and we talk all the time about how people have gone down rabbit holes of criminality and drug use and come back to your point, I don't think anybody's come back from child sex crimes or child pornography. Crimes. Yeah, and he certainly didn't seem to be one who was going to come back. His career went into an absolute freefall from this point. Um, he had been set to play a villain in an upcoming film with Kellen Lutz and Denise Richards called Gods and Secrets. This was going to be his biggest movie uh, since the Glee show ran its course. And, and the biggest was- movie of any Glee, uh, former Glee star. This is going to be one that could test the waters whether or not these guys had some traction based on the show. That's exactly right. Because we talked about Corey Monteith at the end of his career had an indie movie in Canada. This was a real movie. I mean, Kellen Lutz at the time was a huge star, Denise Richards, obviously. But the director, Adi Shankar, immediately dropped uh, sailing from the project in the wake of the criminal complaint, calling for all of his scenes to be reshot and pledging to donate a percentage of the profits from the project to a charity for abused children. I remember this. He posted this statement and, you know, sometimes there's some tiptoeing. We want to wait till the facts play out. Yep. This was not a statement like that. Adi Shankar ran from these allegations and started pledging all of the money, immediately reshooting scenes. He didn't want any part of this just at the criminal complaint stage. Yeah. News of the return from the search warrant only worsened Sailing's problems. Authorities said they found more than 50,000 images of child porn downloaded between April and December of 2015. And just to give a sense, I give you the number, and Jason mentioned that some of them were prepubescent images and so forth. The number is indicative that this was someone who was actively downloading uh, child pornography. There can be inadvertent instances where someone sends something and, you know, you don't know or what it is. Or it's one of a thousand it. images that somebody, have tried, you know, you didn't realize. But this is 50,000 images of children in, in, in pornography. There's no, there's no way to explain yourself out of this. There's no way to explain yourself. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Adidas, Macy's, or Levi's. And you can even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares that money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Yeah, and then in October 2017, so about two years later, Sailing entered a guilty plea admitting to possessing images of children between the ages of three and five years old. There, there are, it's, it's hard to talk about this. I had a good friend who was a federal prosecutor in child crimes, and, and, and she would talk about the fact that there's a certain mentality of people who are into child porn at a, of kids, infants, up to, you know, this is three to five years old. That's a, it's, it's all, horrific. It's all awful. But it's a difference in kind, I think, than 14, 15, 16. It's just, it's 
I don't want to get too far down this, but it's just a difference, right? It is, and he initially, you know, the, initially when the search warrant came out, there was reports that it was a, a jilted ex-girlfriend who had uh, yep. informed the cops and maybe he was going to take the defense of her planting or setting up something. But when he enters the guilty plea and you see that the ages of, of some of the people in the images, that all falls apart. Yeah. As part of the plea deal, prosecutors agreed to recommend a sentence for the actor between four and seven years with 20 years of supervised release, it's actually not a bad sentence from Selling's perspective to yeah. have these, this many images of kids this young and only get four to seven years. Selling also agreed to register as a sex offender, pay restitution of up to $50,000 to each of his victims, and was prohibited with communicating with minors. Per the terms of the deal, he would also enter a treatment program and agreed to stay 100 feet away from schools, parks, and other areas where children congregate. The sentencing was set to take place on March the 7th, 2018. Yeah, so just so people understand, typically when you plea to a crime, you you plea in, in one month, you take the, the agreement, you say prosecutors and I have agreed that I will uh, plead to these this certain offenses. This October 2017, that happened, right? And then the judge takes that under submission and the judge has the ultimate determination of whether to follow the sentencing recommendation of the prosecutors and the defendant in that deal or move beyond it or what have you. And that was set to take place March 7th of 2018. And it was against this backdrop that Mark Saline decided to end his life. During the hearing, it was revealed that Saline was on medication for depression. This was during the entering of the guilty plea. TMZ also reported that in August, just a month and a half before the plea deal was announced, paramedics were called to Saline's home on a report that he had cut both of his wrists. We were told at the time that Saline freaked out and screamed for a roommate who discovered him bleeding and called 911. Salem was reportedly treated at the hospital and taken to a facility for psychiatric evaluation. He was later seen wearing long sleeves after the incident, presumably to hide his scars, although his lawyer at the time denied this was a suicide attempt and said that Mark was, quote, physically fine and spending his time atoning and working on himself, close quote. A few months later in January, he was gone. And it doesn't take much to connect the dots here. As the sentencing date loomed in March, Sailing really saw no positive outcome for his life. Movie and television roles had evaporated, as I mentioned, and he was facing the prospect of years behind bars. And even though he'd likely still be a relatively young man after the prison term, it's hard to imagine a career rebound after serving time for these kind of offenses. And, you know, Jason, this is a it's a sensitive topic. Despair is just a very, very powerful emotion. And suicide can sometimes be an impulsive act by a person who feels like that's the only viable solution that they have presented to them. And it's hard to read this in any other way. Look, we can't get in Mark Saline's mind as to why he took his life in this way. But when you connect the dots, it does seem pretty obvious. Yeah, I, I don't even know what to say about it. Right. Yeah. Here's a guy whose whose life is over. His career is certainly over. He has certainly been ostracized. We'll see in a minute. He was ostracized by the rest of the Glee cast when these uh, the whole, whole of Hollywood was coming out against him, obviously. And not to mention, to your point, spending a number of years in prison with these kinds of charges hanging over your head. It's 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 going to be a rough uh, road to take. And he decided not to take it. Uh, given the circumstances of his death, it's hard to find clips of people responding to Saling's death. It's very different from Naya Rivera or Corey Monteith, where we talked about, you know, the great sympathy, the great outpouring of support that came forward from his, their Glee castmates. These were tragedies much easier to process and at the very least deserved some measure of sympathy. Most of his co-stars and colleagues from the show, as we as we talked about, expressed sadness, but also sought to distance themselves from the late actor. Sources close to Leah Michelle, who played Rachel Berry on Glee, 
said the actress was having a very hard time with his death and that she considered him a brother during the filming of the show, but she noted the two weren't close in recent years. And even that, Jason, you notice this is sources close to Leah. Remember when Corey Monteith passed and he was her boyfriend at the time, she was immediately within months on Ellen DeGeneres talking about this in a very sort of eloquent way and emotionally charged. It was it was pure sadness. Even when Naya Rivera died, and, and by all accounts, she and Leah Michelle were not close at all. Leah made a very you know lovely show of sympathy and support for the family sure. and everything else. Not so much here. Very very different circumstances. Yeah. Uh, Others, ahead. Jane Lynch, who played gym coach Sue Sylvester on Glee, told TMZ that his passing was quote sad and tragic, but that she chose to remember him as quote the guy who made that really sweet video in the beginning of Glee when he was so happy to be part of the group. Music director Tim Davis tweeted his sympathies, but reminded everyone that his compassion in no way minimizes his crimes, nor does it minimize the pain and devastation of the victims of those crimes. For her part, his ex-girlfriend, Naya Rivera, who played Santana Lopez on Glee, who we talked about last week, did not directly comment on the death, but previously expressed some relief after the child pornography allegations in her 2016 memoir, Sorry Not Sorry, saying, quote, I think everyone should have that one relationship where you look back and ask yourself, what the hell was I thinking? You'll learn something and you won't regret it. Unless, of course, that relationship was with someone who had a sizable stash of child porn on his computer, then by all means, regret everything. Yeah, she really didn't pull any punches about uh, you know, her thoughts on Mark Saline. And this is the, the balancing act that a lot of people were trying to strike. I, I remember Tim Davis, who was the music director, as you said, sort of sort of put it right in his statement. He's saying, I don't want to minimize the crimes, but by expressing any degree of sadness, you open yourself up to criticism from the public and, and Twitter could be very nasty back in those days. And a lot of people said, you know, good riddance. Just back in those Taylor. days, Derek. Yeah, it's, I guess it's, it's all, a happy it's all, and warm place. It's all clean now it's on clean. X. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about Mark Saline's career, which was largely, to be honest, if not exclusively defined by his time on Glee from 2009 to 2015. He filmed a total of 81 episodes and was nominated for several awards, including a Teen Choice Award for Breakout Star in 2010 and Choice TV's Scene Stealer in 2011. His television projects outside of Glee include a small role in an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger in 1999 and a TV movie called Rocky Road in 2014. After getting kicked out of his movie role in Gods and Secrets after the child pornography case, all he had left from his film days were a couple of roles in the direct-to-video slasher movies Children of the Corn 4 and The Graveyard. His recording career did have a bit more promise. I mentioned he recorded under the name Jericho, and here you can take a listen to some of that. So even if I don't see these pipe dreams come true That's the lead single from Saline's album Pipe Dreams from 2010, which only reached 189 on the Billboard album charts, but did work its way up to number 29 on the U.S. indie chart. He was not a guy without talent. Obviously, all the members of Glee could sing. That was part of part of the show's uh, sort of uh, draw. After his death, those closest to him said the actor had largely isolated himself after the initial burst of Glee fame began to wear off. And there's not really that much that can be said about a counterfactual for his life. Unless you assume the child pornography case itself never happened. I mean, there's not, it's strange to. Yeah, to, we like to, to, we like to have the conversation. Had the person not died, what would their career look like? 
we'd have to go back and say, had this person not gotten involved in the child pornography, but that's, it's just a hypothetical. We can't really engage. Yeah. Now you're asking, had the person not been the person and and, and sort of it's, it is part of his story. Uh, but you're, you're right. It's not just whether he had died. It's whether he had uh, had a life before this. And it's just hard to think about even before his death, as we've noted, it effectively ended his career in entertainment. There was no coming back from it. And it remained a revelation that completely shocked his family and friends. One source said, quote, the Mark I knew was charismatic. He was funny. He was musically talented. He was a really cool person. The other dark side of him was completely shocking to everyone close to him. And the source added, there's a level of sadness with everyone, but the sadness is from afar with Mark. His attorney, Michael Proctor, said Mark was a gentle and loving person, a person of great creativity who was doing his best to atone for some serious mistakes and errors of judgment. Only an attorney could call what he did an error of judgment. Yeah, it, 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 the, it's got to be fifty thousand is difficult advocate. to call an error yeah. of judgment. Yeah. It, it, it just is, and I want to be very sort of direct about that. I think he has a life that is worth examining. I'm glad we've examined it in the context of this Glee curse, but this couldn't feel more different than our episodes about Corey Monteith. And Naya Rivera, you and I talked about even doing this episode when we talked yeah. about this uh, series that we wanted to do. He's obviously one of the biggest stars from the show. If you're going to do something about the Glee curse, you have to cover Mark Sailing. But it's been it's been tough for us to even conceptualize this episode. And for all these reasons, it feels like any final word about Mark Sailing's death could be twisted or misinterpreted as expressing some sort of sympathy for a person who, at the end of the day, probably deserved very little. Mm-hmm.